2: Let's see it going a bit now, they are all getting warmed up a bit, so let's see everybody leaping. Let's just get down and get ready. Right. Right. I didn't reckon I was going, let's see you letting go, all right? Oh, get me a key, Shut up while I get me a key. Whoa!
3: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, we kick things off today with a live version of Of A Little Richard song called Get Down and Get With It, which was famously covered, at least in the UK, was famously covered by Slade, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. And with that, I bid you good night. Because, no, I'm just kidding. But really, where can you go after that? Good God, man. I mean, was there anybody that put more into a song than Naughty Holder? I mean, that guy is the man. He's a beast. So I wanted to kick things off in a good way to, you know, set the tone Strap yourselves in, you're in for a long one here, because Rock Strikes 10, or at least just me, myself, and I, Joey, via a Rock Strikes 10 podcast here, is going to now pay homage and do my best possible retrospective super spectacular on the year 1972, going further back than we ever have in tackling a year and doing it in the best way possible spotlighting some obvious stuff, some non-obvious stuff. And as I like to do when I do these yearly wrap-ups, we are going to start things off with the odds and ends before we get to the top albums of 1972. Now, during the year we are currently in of 2022, the dialogue seems to have been, well, it's been 50 years since 1972. And now, people are just saying that this is the greatest year in rock history. Now, I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but I think I might have a better idea of it, and maybe you will too, once this you know whole special is over with. I'd like to stamp my foot on this dialogue and see if it truly is the best year of rock and roll. I will say there was a lot of good representation of a lot of different genres that are either rock and roll or rock adjacent. And as I like to do on Rock Strikes 10, you know, try to play as much things that I'm into as possible rock or rock adjacent. We're we're going to have fun with this year. We're not just going into the rock and the hard rock. You you know how this show works. We're going to tackle a bunch of different things. Not as much folk as 1972 had. That was still very popular at the time, the folk, the Woodstock fallout and all that. I'm not into the folk, so I'm really not going to represent it that much. And something that's way more rock and roll, stuff like funk and R&B and hell the occasional novelty record. Pop songs, yeah, those are going to be in this complete retrospective, whether I'm referring to just an odd end or an album. So just strap yourselves in, see how your favorites do, and come along here with me. Like I said, we opened up the show with Slade, get down and get with it. That was from Slade Alive. You got to say it that way, at least, because there's that exclamation at the end. And yes, Kiss did steal that from Slade because they're big fans. And Slade didn't have a lot of representation in the States, they weren't doing that well. Really didn't do all that great in the States overall. They had a couple of hit singles, but I mean, they are kings in the UK around where they're from in Europe. There, number ones out the Yang Christmas, number ones, the whole thing should have been huge over here as well. But I guess we were still into the hippie thing a little bit in the early 70s, so Slade was quite ahead of their time, and we would just kind of latch on to certain things here and there from England, as you will hear on this album's list. Slade's going to be all over this thing. I've got more odds and ends to play for him, but we'll give them a rest for a second because you got to rest those pipes for the next show, right, Noddy? Okay. So this is part one of a four-parter concerning the odds and ends of 1972, and then we're going to get to the top 50 albums of 1972 after that. So let's get back into the music. And for those of you who are new to this show... That's great. Welcome. Uh, briefly explaining the odds and ends as I do at the beginning of all of these multi part odds and ends episodes that I like to do a lot. So you should all be familiar with them by now if you're long time friends of the show. You could probably say it along with me. The odds and ends are the songs that won't make it onto the year end lists more often than not because they're not from fully realized studio albums. They're from the singles, the EPs, the live albums, the tribute albums, the cover albums. All those random releases that don't make it onto the year-end list. They don't get to be in that upper echelon, which is unfortunate. But I like to shine a spotlight right here on these particular episodes. Now, not that some of these songs aren't famous, because you're going to hear a lot of famous songs on here. And full confession, I was like, oh, the odds and ends are going to be easy on this 1972 retrospective. This is super easy. Not a lot of people with best ofs with new songs on them. That's another thing. And odds and ends, you know, the new song on a best of, the lone single. There's a few, there's live albums. It's mostly just live albums. I'm going to do a two-parter here and they're going to be live albums. So I went through all those and I was like, put my piddly two-part odds and ends episode together for 1972. Fine. This is fine. There was some good stuff I had ready to go. And then something happened where I was like, wait a second, how come this artist isn't on this list at all? Did they take the year off? Like, was it a weird, like they were just on tour, no release? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't look at anything that was just single only releases for 1972. So now it's a four parter. <laughs> That's why this is happening The four-parter odds and ends leading into the five-parter top 50 albums of 1972. Like I said, you're going to hear a lot of songs on the odds and ends that you already know. And you might be surprised to find out that they're single-only releases and don't fit in on a fully realized studio album. So be prepared to be surprised, I suppose. And last disclaimer before we continue on with the music here. I'm sorry I'm being long-winded here, but I had to do a lot of explaining. I felt like I had to do a lot of explaining. So, finished up the odds and ends list, I had 39 songs exactly. So, in a very rare case of me shoehorning a song in, I'm going to play you a song from an actual studio album from 1972, but it didn't rank high enough to be in the top 50. Not a big surprise, because I'm not a big, huge fan of this act, but I feel like this song has to be in a 1972 retrospective. It fits along with my personal journey. I first came to know this song as a cover song. I think you're gonna know where I'm going with this. So there's a little bit of a cheat here. This is the one song I'm cheating to make it a four-parter because like it is, 10 songs every episode, no more, no less. So allow me to throw in some AM gold right here because it just makes sense. This is Loggins of Messina, with your mama don't dance. Of Messina, right there with Your Mama Don't Dance. Of course, the two big references for that song for me, Poison famously covering it and having a decently big hit with it there in 1988, came out in '89, I believe, for the single off the Open Up at Say Ah record. And then I went back and heard the original, so I heard the Poison version first, but I was that nerd already that was into reading the liner notes and. Noticing that, hey, that's not the band's name on the songwriting credit, and I recognized Kenny Loggins' last name, so I just traced it back, and I found a cassette of, you know, AM Gold from the 70s, and listened to it, and I was like, this is weird, like, hearing this version, but, yeah, there you go, and the sample, the Out of the Car Long Hair, that, that was used on the Paul's Boutique record by the Beastie Boys during the High Plains Drifter song, so... A lot of fun stuff just in that one track. And like you said, you can't do 1972 without putting that song in there. Not a big, big Kenny Loggins guy, but when I like the single, I really like the single. I could put them all on one record and be fine with it. Not a big Loggins and Messina guy, especially, but can't front on your mama don't dance. That, that's a pretty damn fun song. And you know we'll get into some AM Gold here and there throughout the odds and ends and through the top albums list as well. And let's continue with the AM Gold. This one right here has been kind of forgotten about over the years, but if you're a true rock and roll fan, you know this song. It's an old Huey Piano Smith song, and I won a car payment knowing that in trivia. Yeah, that was that was an interesting day. More on that later. But this song experienced a rebirth in 1972, being covered by Andy Shaw's favorite singer of all time, Johnny Rivers. And yes, I am going to play Johnny Rivers right here on Rock Strikes 10. First it's of Messina, now Johnny Rivers hell's going on here? Well, 1972 is what's going on here. we still got plenty of hard rock and even some heavy metal, proto metal, and all that fun stuff coming up. But let's, let's do the full experience here. Plus, this honestly is one of my favorite, favorite songs of all time. First time most of us in my age group heard it was when Aerosmith covered this in 1987 on the Less Than Zero soundtrack. So now I think you know where I'm going with this here. So here's the first rebirth of The Great Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu by Johnny Rivers. Check it out. Yeah, Mr. Secret Agent Man himself right there, Johnny Rivers, a longtime hit maker. Another guy that isn't talked about too much in the grand scheme of things, but that guy had buco amount of hits right there. So much respect, Johnny Rivers. And I got to give credit to, and I had to look this up, but that that song right there, that, that cover of Rock and Demonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu, that was cut with you know Johnny Rivers, and he used a lot of the wrecking crew. I had to find out who played on this, but big ups to the guy Larry Nectal. That was the piano player on that track, and nailing that stride piano part, because I and a lot of other people hold that Huey Piano Smith version in high regard and just the man in general, but replicating decently well that, that killer stride piano part there really, really makes that cover, ascends it to a higher level. And that guy played with tons of people. So being in the Wrecking Crew, you know the guys played with like the Beach Boys and the Monkeys, Moms and the Papas, Elvis. And they said in here in his bio, he was an actual member of Bread for a while. So that's a massive 70s reference right there. So yeah. Okay, moving on here. So in 1972, it had been about a year and change from the time that the late, great, iconic Jimi Hendrix passes away. And, you know, 1970, 1971, that was... Just a massive blow for 60s-related musical culture and just 60s culture in general. Morrison, Joplin, Hendrix all, all die. And by 1972, they were rolling out the unreleased tracks and live albums. The Vault had already opened up on Hendrix about a year out, which is kind of impressive but also i'm sure people thought it was super tacky at the time i'm not sure which fence i'm on with this one but looking up they they had the first like official posthumous live album there hendrix in the west which is is a compilation of a lot of killer performances so the quality of the music is definitely up to snuff and there was a compilation called war heroes that came out in the same year of 1972 and i'm going to represent the album war heroes because Hendrix and the West, all of it's really, really good. It's all been released on a lot of other stuff over the years, too. So basically, these tracks from both of these records have been kind of replaced on different things. But I think the War Heroes release is a little bit more important because it was fully realized studio tracks, and a lot of them would have made their way probably onto Hendrix's next album had he lived. And, And the guy apparently was just living in studios, in and out of tours, And recorded tons of stuff, as we know. They're still releasing Hendrix stuff to this day. And some of these are just, you know, outtakes from albums like this one right here. The first time it surfaced was on War Heroes, but it dates all the way back to Are You Experienced? And the fact that he had a track like this and didn't put it on the album means he just had so much material. But I'm surprised it didn't make it on any of the other ones. But he seems to be like a guy that Prince modeled his career after, where... You know, if the song didn't make it on the first thing, then it's not going to make it on the second thing because he's kind of already moved on after that. So the song just kind of goes into limbo and it winds up on comps like this. And this is such a killer Hendrix track. I've heard it so many times over the years and not really figuring out what the journey of it was, but now I'm going back and finding out. But yeah, you just hear this track and you're like, yeah, I know this track. I know that riff. And it was never on a proper album. It's just weird, but... Yeah, so continuing on here from the War Heroes album, an odd and end compilation album released in 1972, this is Highway Child. up, girl. right there along with the Jimi hendrix experience doing highway child an outtake from r u experience which surfaced for the first time ever on war heroes a posthumous 1972 release so that makes it a nod and end here on this particular retrospective of 1972 let's stick with the guitar heroes here and you know the remnants of the woodstock generation another very notable act that played at woodstock in my opinion a notable act Maybe not so much talked about in the grand scheme of things, but Mountain, one of the great bands of this era, and interestingly enough, so Mountain puts out two studio albums back-to-back here, 70 and 71, two killer albums you gotta own, Climbing and Nantucket Sleigh Ride, and then they go and do a half-studio, half-live album for their third release, Flowers of Evil, and then by the time they get to their fourth release, it's a full-on live album. So they've already done... Two and a half studios and then one and a half live are their first four releases. I think that was kind of interesting. But yes, the second live album called Mountain Live, The Road Goes Ever On. There's a Tolkien reference for you right there. Definitely taken straight from the novel. I know that for sure. But yeah, any live mountain album, especially from this period, is going to be worth your time. Leslie West, one of the great, great guitar players of all time. Ask anybody in this business And they'll tell you the same thing. Leslie West was a guitar god. Sorely missed. And we were paying tribute to Leslie a few weeks ago on the odds and ends of 2022 with that tribute album that's out this year for him. So go check that out, of course, as well. But back to the original source, Mountain. In 1972, they put out this live album right here. And let's go deep on this one. Why not? I mean, you know, you you all know the songs like Mississippi Queen. And I've played Theme from an Imaginary Western multiple times here on the show because it's one of my favorite songs of all time. But let's go with this one right here. This one's not played nearly enough. This one's a real burner right here. So here's Live Mountain and Crossroader. mountain right there with crossroader from their live album the road goes ever on hope you like that and you know why not let's just keep going with the guitar heroes right here i am not even remotely a clapton guy but i do like me some cream and live cream is definitely one of those upper echelon live albums that a lot of my heroes talk about but in 1972 they put out a sequel to that album post breakup called live cream volume two Yeah, not a very imaginary thing, but I I doubt they probably had much to do with it, it seems. That's just pure speculation. But since it did get released in 1972 and it's a live album, of course I'm going to put it here on the odds and ends because it does contain one of my favorite Cream songs ever. And like I said, it's Cream, so it's not going to be Clapton boring you to death. It's going to be Clapton trying to keep up with these two beasts in his band, Jack Bruce and Ginger Baker, and that's what made the band great. So here you go. Here's Cream with a killer live version of Tales of Brave Ulysses.
1: of the sun. Take her with you to the heartland of the winter.
3: Alright, that was Tales of Brave Ulysses, one of my favorite Cream songs right there, if not my favorite, from Live Cream 2. Hope you enjoyed that. Speaking of 60s bands that had already broken up by 1972, there was this little band called The Beatles. And by 1972, every member of the band had put out their own solo album. So if you want to put a positive spin on the Beatles breakup, we got way more music out of it than we would have at that time, you know, had they continued on. They would have just maybe done an album a year, but you get like potentially four albums by the different members every year. I'm trying to be positive about this here, but of course, some people think some some of them are diminishing returns, and you could definitely make an argument for it. Uh, but the one that's considered to not have the strongest catalog of the four in the post-Beatles breakup is Ringo, which is unfair. I like Ringo. I'm not saying his stuff is just excellent, excellent, but you know, the occasional single. And This one right here, my favorite solo Ringo song came out in 1972, so gotta put it on here. Not from any album, just wound up on all the comps later on. So happy to represent it here on this 1972 odds and ends episode. So turn this one up. This is Back Off Boogaloo. I just recently saw the promo video of that song for the first time ever a few weeks ago. I was just flipping through the dial and on the Pluto TV they got the the Vivo video channel, so that I just happened upon that. So I was humored by the video and just looking it up here it says that he filmed that in one of John Lennon's like garden properties or something like that and he's being chased around by monsters and stuff. That's what I remember about it. But fun video, fun song especially like I said my favorite Ringo solo song there, Back Off Boogaloo." the unmistakable sly guitar being played by George Harrison right there. I had never looked that up. I'd always suspected that was George because how could that not be? And I just confirmed that he is playing on that. And he let Ringo take the credit for songwriting on it, but they actually wrote it together. As of a few years ago Ringo put George's name back on the credits i think to help Danny out get some points or something like that but that's cool and also playing guitar on that track is Gary Wright who would become mega famous a few years down the road with of course Dreamweaver and one of my favorite songs of all time my love is alive so yeah fun facts right there and that song is not about Paul McCartney it's about Mark Bolin by the way because Ringo said he wanted to write a song that had that word in it because he said mark said the word boogaloo all the time almost the way people say you know or uh which are things i like to edit out of my show if i can catch them from time to time okay we'll get back to solo Beatles stuff on the subsequent episodes here of the odds and ends just spread them out a little bit we could play a little battle of the band so keep that in mind i might ask you at the end of it which beetle solo song you like only three of the four have odds and ends single solo releases in 1972 we'll get to them Uh, sadly one of them does not put a single out only in 1972 so they are disqualified from this race it'll be three out of the four so keep that in mind okay let's go here this is a band. i'm gonna play both sides of this particular single because even though these two songs were actually put on the band's debut album at the time they had no debut album on the horizon at this point So this band's debut release was just a single. And that does count as an odd and end. Maybe I shoehorned it in because I'm a fan, but the fact that the studio album came out like almost a year later from the single, this still makes this single release an odd and end. Makes sense? Okay. Well, I don't care if it makes sense, but I'm putting it on here anyway. And I'm going to play it. Like I said, we're going to play both sides of this single, the A and the B side. I'm just going to play them back to back here for you. And I bet you didn't know that this band was celebrating their rookie year in 1972. Let it rip. This is ABBA.
2: People need hope. People need loving. People need trust from a fellow man. People need love to make a good living.
4: People need faith in a helping hand. Man has always wanted a woman by his side
3: Yes, indeed, the sugary sweet pop sounds of ABBA right there. Their first single, the A and B side right there. People need love, and the merry-go-round on the B side right there. I hope you enjoyed that. I like me some ABBA. I'm a decent fan. I've even got the complete studio album CD box set and a few pieces of vinyl. But yeah, I, I think it counts. So there you go. Little well, ABBA right there. We're gonna close off. Part one of the 1972 spectacular right here. Staying with the odds and ends. And I started with a hot live track by Slade. Let's close off with a live track by The King. Yes, Elvis Presley. Still got tons of gas in the tank, or at least a decent amount in 1972. I've got a huge single of his to play later on in the series right here. But let's finish off part one of the odds and ends of 1972 today with this one right here. Record it. At Madison Square Garden, the mecca, New York City, this is the king with suspicious minds.
1: Suspicious mind, baby. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out now because I love you too much, babe. Oh, wow. What you doing to me When you don't believe a word I-
3: Thank you. Finishing things off tonight in fine fashion with the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, and his live version of Suspicious Minds, which I feel like the live Elvis albums almost gave way to the Ramones, where it's like, let's play these songs as fast as we can. And I'm sure it's just a let's get the hell out of this town kind of thing for the most part, but it's always wild to me to listen to those live albums and they're just going a million miles an hour. But I do love that version of Suspicious Minds. And it's it's a highlight for sure. So I hope it closed off the show for you in a good way. Feel free to send me a message of what you liked and what you didn't like on this episode. You can reach me. I'm around. Even if I don't get back to you, I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. And all the other plugs, buy a shirt, blah, blah, blah. That'll be here, uh, told way better than I ever could from my better half, Nola, with these new plugs, followed by the best damn outro song in the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola.
0: We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt, and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend, Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete Larusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to Facebook.com Spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.